called gratitude, and that's right. Now, this is Scott Anderson from Warrior Academy Yoga. I'm here with my buddy, as always, Jeff Suskin. What's up, Sus? Good morning. Hey, um, you know, I, I could have gone Alanis Morissette. Thank you. And that was just, and that probably would have been better for the masses. But, like, the Beastie Boys, that's like, that's like saying, you know, if you don't get some gratitude going... Like you're gonna get punched in the face. That's that's what that song feels like to me. It's just like get with the gratitude, get with the gratitude. I'm like, with it. I know it's Thanksgiving week. I'm with gratitude. Well, it is Thanksgiving week, and so it was it was a sort of a no brainer. It was almost too easy of a subject. But like, uh, what I want to talk about is how we can infuse our entire life with gratitude because I, you know, and I know people talk about this all the time in, in the same way that we talk about making serious changes to our life around new year's, new year's, you know, like it's a new year, it's going to be a new me and I'm, this is what I'm going to do. And then it just tapers off. It's and Thanksgiving day. I'm going to be gratitude. Yeah. I'm going to be grateful today. I'm going to be gratitude today. I'm going to be gratitude <laughs> gratitudinal today. Yeah. You know, so, and, and so it's on Thanksgiving. It's like, you know, I gotta be, I gotta be more grateful every day, and then it, and then it falls apart. So, and then everybody know, sends out their mass text with how much they appreciate everybody. I love getting the mass text of like, shit, I that does not happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a lot of texts. I get these texts on Thanksgiving like, day. Just, please send you, you guys send me a text, text me on, an appreciation text. Am I just like one of fifty? Uh, you must at be. least and, at least and, into copy and paste it and say Jeff. I even if somebody copied and pasted it and sent it to me, I'd still be pretty grateful for for the gratitude actually. <laughs> but like, it does not surprise me if you get massive texts uh, for people saying how grateful they are to you because I'm grateful to you. And and we were sort of touching on that because uh, uh, you point me in the direction of so much good, inspiring stuff. And it, you're like a goldmine of inspiration. You know that? Well, you're already t- saying that I have too much time and I spend way too much time searching out this stuff on well, the Well, you internet. made the you, – you, I do wonder how you have the time to come up with so much great content uh, like on your uh, Performance Breathing uh, Facebook page, which is like the amount of likes you got is, is ridiculous. But like it's because – you spend so much time looking for inspiration, and that's one of the things that I, I tell my students a lot is you you get, if you want to be inspired, go find it. Yeah, you know, don't yeah. wait for it. But uh, it's well, a, it's fun for me. I, I'm kind of voracious with it now because I learn a lot. Like since I've had that page, I just keep on. I learn so much from it, you know, and I keep on finding stuff, and it's like now I feel like greedy i'm almost like searching everywhere looking for it trying to eat more and more of it but you are uh, a greedy bastard of inspiring content (laughs) but you you made the point yourself it's just like i don't watch a lot of tv so you know there you go that's one thing that inspires me and i don't watch a lot of tv either but i watch a lot of videos though outside of pornography i watch a lot of videos on on like good stuff right a lot of TED Talks, a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like kind of like TV. Twerking? I, I can't say I've worked on that. You have not? I've been, tried. You've I've tried, tried twerking? Yeah, How yeah. I, well, we'll ask my girlfriend. She thinks uh, that I'm great at it. Kelly, can you videotape Jeff's No, she twerking? will. She really? will. Really? Yeah. Because that would be so awesome. She has actually. So there's a thing that I do where – 
I, I kind of <laughs> well, this is there's nothing to do with twerking. I can't Sorry, wait. wait. To hear no, this. so I I think I have low grade narcolepsy. Like I fall asleep <laughs> everywhere. If I have some food in me, I I literally doesn't matter where I am. If I'm comfortable, I fall asleep. And I think it's always been that way. Like in college, Caveman I fell asleep. Hungry. <laughs> Caveman sleepy. <laughs> so no, you want to hear how bad it got? Like she. So we got this scooter last year, and uh, she was a scooter, and so and. Yeah, Kelly drives me around everywhere on the scooter. I literally passed out. You get on the back? Yeah. Yeah, I said bitch on the thing. So it's like, and uh, we were driving home, and I literally was out cold snoring on the back of the, uh, on the back of the scooter. So anyway, so Kelly and her dad, this isn't that funny, but they take pictures of me wherever I fall asleep, and I didn't really know this. And then last week, they put on a little bit of a, of a, photo show for me of all the different places the of Jeff me Suskin falling asleep yeah narcolepsy slideshow yeah so i'm really grateful randy kelly i would be grateful to see that yeah you probably would it's kind of embarrassing for me <sighs> although i don't even remember being at any of those places falling but you, asleep. then you have the opportunity to practice humility and no 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 i have the opportunity to exact revenge well that too yeah. that too do you have uh what's your What's your plan? I don't know. Got to think about this. Well, actually, we probably shouldn't because Kelly might be listening to this. Oh, that's all right. She knows. She knows you're gonna get her. Oh, she knows. Yeah. Okay. What do you What do you do? What Tell me about your gratitude practice. My gratitude practice. What does that look like for you? It put me on the spot. Well. What do you mean I put you on the spot? We we knew like for days we were going to talk about gratitude. So my Why am I putting you on the spot? My thoughts on on gratitude is I know that go, like thinking of negative things is sort of like that default psychology, you know, that we have except until it's not. So for me, I and I was telling you on the way when over here. When you say default psychology, you're referring to the fact that the the brain is hardwired to hardwired for that for negativity. For the, I th- the worst I, case scenario. I think I read a lot of articles that that say that, so it's not like my thought on it. It's like that it makes sense to me too. It's sort of like that hardwiring for for uh, negativity, right? Until it's not. So I think the habit that needs to be cultivated is looking for the good in your day. Uh, one of the things, okay, so I was thinking, like, what did I do yesterday? So yesterday, I woke up, I had some a very, very nice coffee that I got at uh, Whole Foods, and then I went to a gymnastics class and did the shoulder prehab, and, you know, then I did some, like, yoga-type stretching and some other stuff, and then I went to a really nice brunch, um, then... I, you know, went around and did some errands at some nice stores in Cherry Creek. Then I came home and I had, like, some more coffee. (laughs) Then I put on a nice suit and I went to a Christmas party last night. I mean, you know, and I don't say this to, to like, to make people... I want to know why you are saying this because I'm getting annoyed at what an awesome day you had yesterday. Great day, right? And I, I say this to illustrate what an asshole I can be, how entitled... Because then all of a sudden, in the course of all that, what went wrong yesterday? Absolutely nothing. Yet I sit there and I can't – I know that at different points yesterday, I was stressed out about what I have no clue. Nothing bad happened. Uh-huh. I had a wonderful day. I can tell you – I just said six different things that were like absolutely incredible about yesterday. Yet I sat there sort of 
you know, simmering over things that never even happened. And I think that that's like a, so I can talk about in terms of my awareness training, the gratitude part is the gift. That's the thing. Like there was a lot of great things that happened yesterday, but I got stuck on, I don't even know what I got stuck on about a bill that came to me about, you know, uh, what's going to happen in the future, what happened in the past. And that, like that ruminating, I think is not the place that I want to be. That default setting is not where I want to go. I have to cult- keep cultivating that, that default habit. setting is not where we want to be. So that means that we have to practice doing what it is that the, the outcome that we want, the 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 way in which we want to live. It's it's a constant practice and discipline. And a constant discipline is another yes, great word, but yes. mastery mastery is is as we've talked about many times is a practice. Mm-hmm. It's a constant, diligent, persistent practice. You have to keep going back to it, just like you keep going back to your yoga mat. You keep going back to the mat that you practice martial arts on. Mm-hmm. You have to keep going back to the gratitude mat. Yeah. So how do you do that? I mean, that just takes, like, just doing it. Just doing it. What are three great things that I, every time that I would sit there and want to complain and say, oh, God, this, this, uh, I can't believe I got this bill. I can't believe that. Um, this person is doing this or whatever it is, is just what are three great things that happened? And I mean, I can always come up with three great things that happened today. I just had a great cup of coffee. I'm sitting here with my friend Scott having a podcast, which is on kind of this cool equipment that you bought. Um, I'm going to go teach jujitsu class later. I had a really great night of sleep. I mean, there's always stuff to be grateful for. And it's just a matter of being disciplined enough and aware enough to come back to that. Right. And you, you just said like it, it's, you'd be hard pressed. I think even on the worst day when the worst day, Mm -hmm. right? You're heartbroken, you lose your job, whatever the case may be. And you can easily ruminate. Mm -hmm. Um, I love ruminate because it's such a, just a, uh, such a evoking word about what it is to sort of be in the mind and Mm -hmm. just stewing in sorrow. Right. And you can get caught in it. You can't. It's almost like you should set an alarm three times a day. I have a friend actually does that. They set an alarm three times a day. I was going to talk about So you got to wait for it. Right. Sorry. Sorry. I'm so, I'm so mad at you right now. Stop screaming at me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on gratitude because you, you brought up a great point, and, and this is something that I uh, offer my students all the time, is like, if we don't practice yoga until we've practiced one minute of gratitude. Mm. And in that time, in one minute, if you close your eyes, um, if, if you were challenged to think of three things, you would think of ten, like... Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's just so easy. Mm-hmm. And and all we have to do is incline our mind towards abundance. Like, yeah. what have I got? What have I got that's good? Mm-hmm. Like, even on the worst day, yeah. like, what's going right for me? And maybe what's going right for you, like, here's here's how it showed up for me yesterday. Because I told you I got, like, a parking ticket, you know? And that bummed me out. That's 50 bucks. Like, that's a lot of money. Sorry. Like... Maybe mm-hmm. for not a lot of, for some people it's not a lot of money, but for me fifty bucks is a lot of money. And so I got a parking ticket and I was just so mad and I was so frustrated and, and I was thinking about all the things I could have done differently and I was ruminating, right? 
And you and want then, to change that, which is. And I yeah. wanted to change that. I was just like, this is not where I want to be. I mm-hmm. want to be over here in in the gratitude, life is good area. And so you, you just close your eyes and you're like, all right. First of all, I got to get my head right and I got to stop ruminating and I got to focus on gratitude. So I literally started singing myself a song. Mm. Like just just full on goofy. Like I got gas in my car and the engine started and that is pretty good. And then I got to go and see my daughter and that's really awesome. Like what just a beautiful voice you have. Thank you. I, you know, I've been I never working knew. on it. I never I, knew. You know, I've been taking some lessons. And, um, no, I was really legitimately in my car singing this silly song and like my mood just, it it wasn't like a switch, but it definitely was like a slider knob where I was just slowly going from ruminating and feeling shitty to feeling pretty good again. And Mm -hmm. I sang like, you know, I I live in Golden Mm -hmm. and the, the studio is here downtown and it takes me 15 minutes to get here. And I probably sang for 10 of it, mm. just like I just did, just being really silly. And I sang for 10 minutes about things that I was grateful for. I could just keep going and going and going and going. And yeah. for and for our uh, listening audience, thank you, all three of you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to spare them the rest of the song. But, mm. like, you know, you get the idea. Yeah. And um, it, it was just me trying to be less self-conscious to, to, to shed a little bit of levity on, like, I often ask myself, like, when I'm really mad, when I'm frustrated, like when I got that parking ticket, I literally crumbled it up and I opened it back up again from the crumbled ball to see who it was, because the officer's name is always on there. I want to know who's responsible for giving me this ticket so I can... So I know who to be responsible and who to be mad at. You know right? what that's saying? When it was me, right? right? So then you take ownership of it. Then you focus on gratitude. I sang the gratitude song for 10 minutes. And then now it's just like, what parking ticket? Who gives a shit? You know, I th- it's a lot of times there is that Michael Singer book. And he always talks about um, that the mind likes to validate things by saying, I'm an upset because, you know. So I think it's one of those things where uh, he says you're an upset looking for a because. And that could be the same way because imagine you got that parking ticket, yet um, you just got – at the same time, you just uh, won a $100 bet. You just got a kiss from a beautiful girl. You just got um, – you just taught a great class or something like that and it was packed and there was 100 people in your class, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you got that same ticket and you'd be like, oh, da 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 and you wouldn't even really focus on it. Right. The dilemma is is like when you're upset about who knows what else, if you're brooding about whatever it is that's in your system and then that happens, it's so easy to just get focused on that individual thing and then it kind of takes a hold of you. It's kind of like an airplane in the sky. It's like if you look at it and it just passes by 500 miles an hour, yet if you stop and and like focus on it and follow it, it's as if it's not even moving. Right. And that can be with like those sensations, like a sensation there, which would be like upset. Right. I think uh, – so the practice there is the only way to dissipate those that – like the stress of life is through gratitude and appreciation. It's like the wheatgrass for the soul kind of thing. 
Wheatgrass for the soul. Well, does wheatgrass makes That's your badass. Uh, it makes your blood more alkaline, right? I like that better it, than chicken it, soup it, for the soul. Yeah, wheatgrass. So wheatgrass juice for the soul. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna trademark that. TM. So, I think that gratitude has become one of my favorite tools for dealing with life's hurts and ups and downs. You know, and and yeah. I know that in a previous podcast. You were talking about something, uh, uh, the great Zen parable about the man with no shoes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really uh, where it's at, is you, you've got to focus on what you got, because mm-hmm. that's going to make you feel grateful and blessed versus what you don't have, which is going to make you feel denied. And Well, that gets it. I mean, that's the comparison game there. So, I mean, you get, and unfortunately, you just, you don't win at the comparison game. The only person who actually does it right, I think, is the Dalai Lama, but most of the time, and I'll get back to that, but most of the time, the comparison is if it's golf, is you compare yourself with that guy, like the club champion. You know, not that I even play golf, but uh, or whatever it is. If it's if it's uh, you know with with your friends, it's somebody who has more. Maybe it's their home. Maybe it's their car. So you constantly are losing this comparison game and just beat torturing yourself. Mm-hmm. The Dalai Lama says he play like does the comparison game, but it's with the other side. He goes the exact opposite direction, and uh, he just starts – his comparison is with those with less, and then like then he starts doing his compassion practice. Um, so I think that that's really the only – but the comparison game? So the Dalai Lama it. compares himself to the people with less. Uh, yeah, I don't know the exact quote, or the, but I know it's in one of his books that I was reading. Uh-huh. So – yeah, see, that's powerful because if if you are always looking at, at the people that have – um, that are, I don't, it's disadvantaged, a, a bad way to phrase that. Like, I'm, you know, just like, I, I don't know. I don't know the right politically correct way to say it, but I'd be, if it's in terms of comparison is like being very thankful for where, you know, what you have that abundance and also maybe looking at other, like towards compassion with people who are maybe ill Maybe mm-hmm. they're maybe they're in uh, you know financially in a predicament, whatever it is, and I think that that's you know because it's usually generally speaking it's okay. The root, you know, you got a roof over your head, you have you know food right. on your and, plate, and that's generally the way it starts for me. Is I I start with like what what are the the the, the things that uh, are actually really huge that most people that's going to be the first thing that they forget. If like they go into Starbucks and there's a long line and, you know, my schedule, like you immediately start defaulting to like the things that are going wrong. And why is it that we so quickly forget the huge ways in which we're blessed? You know, like I've got my problems just like everybody else does. So do you. But you know what? I slept in a warm bed last night. I think they call it hedactic adaption. And that's like where, and I hope I got that right. If I didn't, then you can tell me. But I, I'm pretty sure that's the word for it. And it's like you're very happy when you get a new job, but after a while it becomes common. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden there's there's no real focus on that anymore. Or, you know, same thing with a relationship. You're super happy at the beginning and then you get comfortable. And then all of a sudden it becomes common and it doesn't bring you the sem- same sense of, uh, you know, maybe of, of happiness. 
Um, same thing with like whatever the food is. I heard after like the first couple of licks of a vanilla ice cream cone, they're, they're, like the pleasure drops by a massive percentage. But we just kind of keep on licking at it just out of, uh, you know, for sustenance, something along those lines. But I just think that's what happens is we adapt to things and um, then we it doesn't we forget to be grateful for it. I totally you remember that song from the eight Cinderella, like you don't know what you got till it's gone and I'll spare you singing it. You, but like, I think you should sing it for don't our, know what you got till it's gone like that. That wasn't terrible. I got to say I probably I, I probably did that better than the singer did. Yeah. He had a horrible voice. Any, that wasn't bad. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Anderson. Well, be here all you. week. But like, the um, so, yeah. So you got to focus on, on what you what you have. And it's one of those things where, like, if you hang uh, a picture in your bathroom and you go in your bathroom every day, after a while you don't see it, you know. You put up a poster in the yoga studio and it hangs there for months and, and people don't see it because we, we start to tune out visually, we start to tune out mentally, we start to even to tune out sound. That's like uh, when I moved to New York many years ago, like I just could not believe how noisy it was. And after uh, a couple of years of yeah. living in New York, it's just like you can't uh-huh. hear the sound anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's exactly what you were saying. It's just like after a while, you've, you've adapted to the taste of the ice cream cone. And um, thanks for ruining that, by the way, because now I'm just going to take three licks of an ice cream cone and toss it. Have you had the ice cream up at um, uh, at Sweet Cow? Sweet Cow is pretty good. God damn it. It is so it's good. It's so freaking so good. So let me just say this. That, We're going to throw takes a at least shout four out. licks. Before you lose the pleasure at Sweet Cat, that cookies and cream, ridiculous. The cookies and cream. Thank you, Jeff. It's cookies and cream. We you just have you, so much gratitude. You walk into that for place Drew and the good people over at Sweet Cow. We hopefully we get some free ice cream out of this. Yeah, we sh- you'd I have sh- to bring in the podcast and actually play that. part. We're gonna have it. to actually play that part so they know that we actually talked about it. But like, yeah, go to Sweet Cow and get the cookies and cream because, like, holy shit! So that was a big digression. But no, I me- appreciate it. Let me tell you, let's get back to what you're talking about, about your friend, because uh, when we're talking about actually tools, um, how do we do it? Right now, you you said when I asked you point blank, like, how is your gratitude practice? Like, I just do it. And and maybe that's a very Nike way to look at things. But like, (laughs) just like you get up in the morning and like, well, how do you how do you muster the discipline to go and train on a day in which you're tired? I just do it. Right. You know, I do it. I had it. I I do it. So before, you know, now I have a. You got to go for it. (laughs) I teach the performance breathing so much that it's always a big part of the class. So I'm sort of, you know, like I almost have like uh, a discipline based on. So you're making my work. You don't even know it. I wouldn't say it's work, but I have, I have, I'm like sort of a governor is on me to like do my practice. What I used to do, yes. and I've been very bad about this lately and I want to apologize to my dogs, is I, I would take those walks as a great time to do my gratitude practice. And mm-hmm. I now I do it in my performance breathing class more. Right. And I walk everybody, including myself, through an actual mindfulness practice with it. And that's terrific. It doesn't take very long either. Let me tell you, five minutes and you're there. 
really really it's so nice things or Mm -hmm. you could or you could focus on one thing and just like man like maybe you maybe you if you're walking your dogs you just you just sit there and watch your dogs and, and feel how grateful you are to have the opportunity to care for such loving creatures you know yeah and uh but have you ever seen that that uh that video the gratitude video by um i'll have to look this up and i'll let you know before the end of the podcast it's like the most beautiful video um i'll look it up so this really is going nowhere but i'll look up the video what the most beautiful video on gratitude it's oh. it's one it's terrific. oh it's not called the most beautiful video I it's can't Google Jeff's that Jeff's most beautiful video all you have to do is put in gratitude and it'll come up it's like eight million views or whatever like okay that. so you type in gratitude in YouTube and that's what comes up I'll, I'll look it up in two seconds okay so that's what but you, you go ahead and look that up so that we can tell our <laughs> listeners because my point was you made my point and that is that it the best way to establish a practice is to incorporate it or marry it to something else that you already have the discipline for, right? So I've already got the discipline for yoga, and I teach and I practice. So a a lot of people, uh, I got this idea really from the fact that, like, uh, I'm not attached to a certain dogma or a doctrine of religion, but a lot of people, they will say a blessing before they eat a meal, right? Mm -hmm. That's very common. Like, there's food on the table, so we're going to sit here and we're going to thank God for it, and that's that's an awesome practice. And a lot of times I do that, but I'm not necessarily, like I said, attached to any particular doctrine or dogma about it, but I just can sit there and think to myself, even while I'm eating, like, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to eat some warm food or to, to lick that ice cream cone, right? I'm really grateful for it. But the practice is to... Just like you get on your mat every day or you get on your mat hopefully once or twice a week, you know, you you marry that to that. And so that's one of the things that we do here at Warrior Academy is like before we practice, we sort of have that moment where it's just like you stop and you think about the things that you're grateful for and you just meditate for a minute on what's going well in your life. Now, that's one tool, mm-hmm. you know. You said you take a walk, and and that's also a a great time, and that's also one of the best things that you can do for for the body. I have to get back to my walks. I I, they're terrific. Uh huh. Um, but I think like the like gratitude. The great thing about walking is that you just have to slow down, and that's a lot of times what's going on in our world. It's just like I don't have the time for this. I don't have the time for this. I can't. And and you you really have to stop and check yourself and go like, really? I don't have a minute. I don't have 60 seconds to stop and mm. just close my eyes and, and be grateful. Yeah, the, and yeah. the motion of walking, too, is really great sure. for, it, you know, that motion that adds to emotion, things like that. And I just think that the transformative nature of gratitude is you were talking about a meal. Okay, so now with you add a little bit of gratitude to it and your meal becomes a feast. Mm-hmm. You add a little gratitude to a house, it becomes a home. I think it's one of those things where it makes everything just better. Yeah. It's a great ingredient. Now, you you were talking about a friend that uses their phone, and that's another point that I wanted to make was Mm -hmm. that – and I don't have the the, – I don't have it on my laptop now to back it up, but I'll bet you if we were to look in the iTunes store or Google Play or whatever, there's a bunch of different apps for that. Mm. For maybe for gratitude, and if there's not, somebody needs to get on that. But at least as far as the alarm goes, to just set an alarm – 
mm-hmm. that goes off. Like you, you might have to take your thyroid medication for Christ's sake. And it's just like, I need to set my alarm. Mm. Well, why not set your alarm on your phone to stop you <coughs> and go take a minute for gratitude? Yeah, no, it's a good idea. I mean, I think the way that I've been doing my, let's just say yesterday's gratitude practice at breathing. So I'll go through, I try to make it easy, especially on beginning students where we're going to do 10 breaths. I have 10 breaths. I know is one minute, mm-hmm. you know, just a normal deep breathing, not trying to do any pranayama stuff or things like that. Just like normal deep breaths. And you just start out with what went great today. What are you really, really grateful for and excited? One minute, the next minute, then I'll move into, um, you know, thinking or sending out good vibes maybe to people or situations that aren't going so well. So that's like practicing compassion. Right. Um, I'll then move into sort of like, think about the people that you just ran into in the course of your day. The guy who served you coffee at Starbucks, the gas station attendant, the waitress that served you at a restaurant, um, somebody you passed on the street, and these people who just kind of go fly by you and you never really consider them, you know? Right. And then I'll go, and that's like, an, that's a really fun thing to do. And it, cause I, cause it gets me kind of thinking every time I'm in a Starbucks, like where I end up actually trying to meet them more. And so that's kind of a cool, mindful practice. Then I'll get into sort of people, uh, forgiveness. Oh know? yeah. And that's a, that's a, that can be a tough one because you always think that you're, you're giving in. When you somebody's wronged you and the idea of practicing forgiveness, it's weird. If you're in it, if you have like big resentment, it feels as if they're they're winning. You've let them win. And I had this happen because I you know, years ago I was wronged very badly by somebody and one of my friends goes, Well, you have to forgive them and I'm like, Get let them off the hook for this bad stuff they did and they're like, Yeah, but that's not a gift to them, that's a gift to you. Right. It's the nicest gift you'll ever give yourself because it's like you know what I mean? They're essentially just destroying you and they're not even, they're just not even aware of it. Yeah. All those feelings of bitterness and resentment. Um, there's some quote about how that's really like taking poison and yeah. expecting the, the rat to, to die. affect them. Yeah. yeah. And then, then the hardest part, the, ne- the next one, which I really enjoy is where you start practicing forgiveness of yourself, mm-hmm. regrets, Things that you might have done wrong, things that didn't work out, you know, the stuff that you beat yourself up all day long about, you know, I'm so stupid, I'm an idiot, that kind of stuff. And just gently forgiving yourself for those things and just accepting it. And that takes, so that was six things. That's six minutes of gratitude practice and it's kind of like recharge, recalibrate. Yeah, well, that sounds like way more than gratitude practice, but I think that it's they're all things that really go well together. Mm. And I also think that like happiness uh, with, with your breathing. See, you're marrying a lot of really great ideas to your breath practice, mm. and I like to do it through yoga, breath, and and all that thing. Sometimes you're taking a walk. And does that ever show up for you? I got to ask, does it ever show up for you when you're actually training yoga, martial arts? So the, during it, I like, I mean, if I'm in a hard training session with, with jujitsu, I, I don't think about anything. I am talk about presence. I right. mean, they, I got one job to do at that moment. What about after? Do you do you ever, I, this is a no brainer. I know what you're going to say, but do you ever, after you've trained and, and after you've worked out, or maybe you've, um, sort of been handed your ass on a coat hanger. Do you ever think about that after it's like, man, that I'm so grateful for the much more so then 
than if I if I'm the one who's winning. I because it's you know I can be very hard on myself when when uh, the training doesn't go right for me. You know, just a competitive person, I think, in like in a natural way. So when I get so that's like up, the exact opposite of sort of what you'll hear from the uh, uh, the winning team. Like, what do you, you get know, out of winning? The, you get nothing. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's like you don't want to think change stuff up. I want to thank winning. my personal Lord and Savior for the win. <laughs> that that one's always that one drives me nuts. So I go watch MMA fights all the time, yeah. and then afterwards, when the person is just like, "I just want to thank my Lord and Savior," you know, for the win. I'm like, "Wait, you should be asking for forgiveness right now. You just beat the shit out of that guy <laughs> for money, for my entertainment. I want to implore my Lord and Savior for, for to forgive me. I mean, he should get down on his hands and knees and be like, "Lord, forgive me." I can't believe I what I just a guy did. And got a big paycheck. Yeah, I always thought that that was a little bit backwards. It is backwards, but see, that's I think that if you sort of come down to earth uh, a little bit, then you're right. Like, how come the winning uh, or the losing team isn't the one going? I want to thank my personal Lord and Savior for that loss because it's taught me humility, and we've learned you don't, some things. Yeah, but you don't learn like from success. Success doesn't breed compassion. Success breeds <laughs> arrogance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they did that. I was. I told you about this. They did this study at uh, University of California, Berkeley, and what they did was they showed that. Um, they put uh, basically they got students together and they'd play each other at Monopoly, except that the game was rigged. And what would happen yeah. is, let's just say it's me versus you. All of a sudden, like it was rigged that I was just going to get killed and you were going to beat the hell out of me. When you beat the hell out of me, what would happen is you didn't think that it was just chance. What you started thinking was that you're very good at Monopoly and that you're way better than me and, and you entitled. Start, well, you started yeah. to become not you personally, but in this game you would become a complete asshole to me. You'd get arrogant and you would like treat me poorly. Right. This Whereas was, this I, was fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, talk about the person that was losing. He so. became very compassionate and people at the table who maybe owed him money be like, ah, get me on the next round or something. When you get more money, he became more compassionate. Now, what, the interesting thing about the study was it's not that the one guy who is winning is a jerk and the guy who is losing is just a better person. At some point in the game, they flip-flop the rig of the game, right? and the person who was losing began, be, began to win, really, like, began to win, like, pummel everybody at the table. And the guy who was winning began to lose. He became arrogant yes. and a jerk, and the other guy became more compassionate. So the thought here, though, is just that, uh, you know, when you get your ass handed to you, it breeds compassion, I think, or it can. Uh-huh. And, like, success is just like, I'm the one who's responsible for all this and i mean if you look at it in a soccer game let's just say and it's like i'm so amazing i scored the game winning penalty kick but the chances were like the goalie dove left and you kicked right there was a lot of chance in there that he because on the kick before he dove to the right and the guy kicked to the right right there's a lot of chance that goes into uh i just think life there's so many like different circumstances that happen and it's it's the mindfulness practices to not get not get too arrogant or too uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Too prideful when things go right for you. There's chance to that, but also on the bad side of it is not to take it too hard on yourself because oftentimes it's like you ever go drive up to a light and it turns green for you, and you're like, "Oh, that's great!" And the next light turns green for you, and that's great. Well, it turned red for the other guy, right? 
You know what I mean? So that happens. Sometimes you're at the green light. Sometimes you're at the red light. And a lot of times it seems like you're hitting that red light. And I, I'm, I really feel like I've gotten a lot better at this is that a lot of times if I've got to get somewhere and I'm hitting a lot of red lights, it, at some point it might start to register right after the thought creeps up. Oh man, this sucks. And then I can flip the switch a lot easier now. It's Mm. like my first reaction, you know, generally isn't my best one, but generally I can also, the mindfulness practice is to go, this is probably the universe telling me to slow down. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, and there's another interesting thing to do too is, okay, so you're talking about when I get my butt handed to me. Now here's an interesting one. What about when I get my butt handed to me by one of my students? I mean, so the ego goes nuts. It's like, what? But then what I have to do, and it takes a little bit of time to do this, is when I'm in my car, maybe driving home after after I've beaten myself up, is I start remembering what it was like when I had success, when I when I when I got the upper hand or had a better strategy than the person that was a higher belt than I was, and I was just like my week was made, my like it was incredible. What an experience, you know, like to all of a sudden have that success. And what I started doing now is like is you start being really appreciative or really excited for that other person because you know all the like how great that they're feeling at that po- at that moment as opposed to you know just feeling worthless because of my own performance. Right. It has nothing to do with maybe I didn't perform poorly, maybe he just performed really great. And uh I think that that also takes effort, but I started doing it. But my reaction just like you said, like the jerk reaction is just like Oh, like as if it was like a fluke, you know, that I lost to somebody that, that I think that I'm better than. And right. then I realize I'm not better than them. I mean, it's, it, but it's in, it's a tough way to learn that lesson, but it's like, I'm not better than them. They, they're good. Oh, humility. It's one of the, one of the greatest teachers that we have, but, um, you know, when I really started to incorporate gratitude into my daily life, um, it was when I discovered this book. And have you seen this book, 365 Thank Yous? No, I see a lot of people online always saying, day number 37, I'm thankful for my Right. So this book, couch. it's called 365 Thank Yous, was written by a guy named John Krolik. And uh, I'm going to give that to you. Wow, I'm so grateful. Well, <laughs> and that sounded really contrived the way you said that. But no, I know, I know that you, I know that you are. But like, I, I found that book, uh, and and I really feel like I, the universe presented it to me on the day that I needed it the most. And it's about a guy whose life was just sort of not going so great, and he decided to literally write a thank you note, like the kind, like you got to write the letter. You have to put it in an envelope. You have to mail it, like, every single day. To who? To anyone. Oh, oh not to himself. Okay. Yeah. So every day he, he said, I'm going to write a thank you letter, and I'm going to send it to the person to express my gratitude. That's really and, cool. And what he gained from that, you know, dwarfed, you know, how he made 365 people thank through, you mm-hmm. know, those, those letters and cards. Right. Um, and... I'll be honest, I tried to do that and, yeah. you know, I, I felt just, I just couldn't do it. And you got to kind I, of prep I yourself. Keep, I, and I've kept that book because like cards I, and stamps and there's a lot of stamps and cards and you got to fill out the envelope. Like, 
but yeah, that's like, such yeah, a lame like excuse. Five dollars a week, maybe. Yeah, it's there's no reason why I couldn't do it. Yeah. But I, I, my point is this: is that it at least inspired me to start thinking more and more about gratitude. Well, I think this: it's like if you go ask ten people, what is, what's your favorite holiday every year? And it seems to me that just about all of them. I mean, everybody I know always says Thanksgiving. You know, I'm not saying maybe it's 10 for 10, but it's uh, it's a it's a large percentage. And I think the reason why people love Thanksgiving so much is football is for the football, <laughs> but and the food and everything. But it's also just how wonderful it is because it's it's you get to show like unfortunately that it, it well not unfortunately, but it is this one day a year where you're all of a sudden stuff it into like all of it as fast as you can of how much appreciation, how grateful you are for everybody, how um, how happy you are with everything you have. And it like that one day encapsulates sort of the whole idea of gratitude. It doesn't have to be just that one day of Thanksgiving. It's kind of, but it's the idea that that day should teach you the lesson, which is this is a wonderful, wonderful day. This is my favorite day of the year. Right. And that favorite day of the year can be like every day. Every meal can become a feast. You know, every like every relationship can become like when you give those thank yous and all the rest of it. I mean, that's like making people's days, showing that gratitude, letting people know how you feel outside of just a special occasion. You know, people would say like their birthdays are like, I'm overjoyed. And everyone's letting me know how they feel just on this one lone day. Um, it can be that kind of day like every day of the year. So I think it's the lesson of Thanksgiving and of it is about gratitude. It makes for such a great day and it shouldn't – it's so such a great day. It should be many more days than just that. It can just be a little taste of every day. So yeah. So when you put it in that context, I, I think about the fact that a lot of times I get a little bit cynical about Thanksgiving. It's just like, you know, this – is ridiculous that we only uh, think about gratitude one day a year. And maybe the way to think about it is like there is a day set aside on our calendar in this country for gratitude. Mm -hmm. And you can build on that. Mm -hmm. You can build on that. And I can say unequivocally that I've built on it to a degree that I'm grateful at some point every single day. Right. You know? The crazy thing, though, is if you let people know you're grateful, it's kind of a strange experience. When you really state, I mean direct, matter of fact, like you said that there was the letter that you're, that, that author was sending to people. Mm -hmm. But in terms of I, I have – it's almost like your group of friends, your peer group. It almost has that effect on them as a group where people become more grateful for each other. And that's an incredible thing in and of itself. So I think it's like where – because like – so although I don't really practice Judaism, I was looking up like what Yom Kippur – and so I, my family is Jewish. Right. And I was looking up during Yom Kippur and it was like the Day of Atonement and, and I looked up all the different stuff about like basically the the art of forgiveness in terms of um, Judaism. Right. And it was pretty powerful. I'd, I'd never really read about that before and I actually – there was somebody, a family member – who I had wronged last year. We didn't speak very much throughout the course of the year. I wronged him. I call him up on the phone because we hadn't spoken very much. And I said, hey, I need to talk to you about something. He's like, what's up? He's like, I need, I want to ask for your forgiveness. I wronged you and I'm asking if you will forgive me. And there was just silence. And he's like, yes. 
I, I do forgive you. And I was like, and I want to do much better in the coming year. And I sincerely apologize for hurting your feelings. And I made you feel unimportant. But so I'm asking for that forgiveness. And I'm thanking you profusely for actually off for like giving that to me. It was a very powerful experience. And that was the one day a year where I practiced forgiveness, uh-huh. you know, so that's kind of interesting. And then the whole thing here is I, I've noticed that my being appreciative in terms of my group of friends is I find more of them. Just sometimes I'll get random texts saying I am so appreciative for this or that. And it's I don't know, it, it sort of has a really nice uh, rippling effect. I think that that's going to be a conversation we're going to have to have one of these days is, uh, you know, sort of the uh, blessing and the curse, the good and the bad of sort of our modern technology, because a lot of times it becomes very easy to it. it I think we almost become disconnected. Yeah. Uh, because of the technology that we become attached to. But, mm-hmm. you know, you also made a great point right there about how, you know, the technology can serve us. And maybe that moment would have gone because maybe somebody just didn't have the opportunity to call you up or to meet with you in person, but they had a second to text you and go, Hey Jeff, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and it's nice when you, when you get that text. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always touching. And when I say touching, it's like, it seems like it also moves. It's, it's coddling too, because it moves a person that receives it in a direction. Exactly. I mean, so um, with Thanksgiving coming up, I, it's, it's, this was an easy podcast to do. And I just think it's, it's as far as happiness in life, you know, stress is caused by, by wanting stuff, mm-hmm. wanting something, you know, and somebody will look at me and be like, what do you mean? I, my, my mom's sick. How is that like wanting something like you? Well, you want it to be better. Right. I'm upset that my dog died. It's like, well, you want your dog to be with you. You know, so that like stress, every stress that you have, period, is caused by wanting, you know, and I just think if we're talking about like, you know, being a spiritual warrior, you've got these weapons and the weapon that you have is gratitude and appreciation. Awareness of abundance. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the other side of it, if I was going to say, you know, the other weapon that you have is forgiveness. And that's another thing that we're going to have to talk about uh, one of these days very soon because um, that's a lot harder than gratitude. It's way harder (laughs) than gratitude. And it's one of those things that like now that I feel like I I, I can really honestly say I have a very dedicated uh, gratitude practice, just like a breathing practice, just like a yoga practice. Like I have a gratitude practice. Now I've really got to get on the forgiveness yeah. Uh, and that also goes in terms of forgiving yourself. Like that's, that is a, a difficult practice too. Cause that's it's the hardest. Yeah. That one's, a, that's a strange one. And, and it's also very easy to miss the thought. I need to be grateful for myself, mm. you know, and that's mm. a, what, a, what I remind the students of a lot is uh, after the, the practice and, and giving them the opportunity to express their gratitude. Yeah. And like, if you forgot to thank yourself, do that now because no one else could have yeah. done that. Yeah. You know, well, you, just, can, you can get somebody to clean your house. You can get somebody to wash your car, but you got to get on your mat and do that yourself. Yeah. The cool part about all this stuff is it's just skills. They, 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 they become fine tuned with, with practice and the practice of, you know, the discipline of having a practice. So that's yeah. the great news. So, and, and that is the great news is that you, if you do have a practice, it makes it that much easier. And that's sort of been my point all along today is that like, it's easier to, 
you know, attach it to something else that you're doing. And if, if you're not practicing anything, then, you know, you've, you've, you've got to start somewhere. Maybe some people start, maybe somebody's going to hear this podcast and before they start yoga or martial arts, they're just going to start, you know, practicing gratitude, you know, for a minute a day. Yeah. You know, it could, it could work that way as well. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I hope you have a really awesome Thanksgiving. What are your plans? I am going back east so to Washington, D.C., and then to Annapolis. So I'm excited. You're going to do some traveling. Yeah, I'm actually introducing my girlfriend to my family for the first time. Oh, snap. So she's probably more nervous than I am. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I'll I'm be excited to hear how that goes. And uh, as always, I, uh, I enjoy talking to you, and I'm extremely grateful I'm, that you do this podcast with me, and yeah. I'm extremely grateful that you're a friend of mine. Thanks. You're a great friend, too. All right, Sus. I'll All talk right. to you. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.